Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Friday, 11.35. That means Tech Talk, of course. Uh, brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing, of course, is with us. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. And by the way, you might want to segue that as the future and the carry forward in the future, I shall mention. Uh, James Bond. I, I'm, I'm going to be taking on the role thereafter with Mr. Daniel. Here we go. playing your song uh, well as a i will be assuming the role in the very near future not right away not daniel craig is back i don't want to step into the role too soon but i will be <laughs> taking on the role very shortly thereafter of mr craig and i'm happy to let him take on the final episodes of james Bond. now you you must have met this news or agreed to the, with mixed emotions because I, I i'm a huge james bond fan i've seen yeah. all the movies yeah. i read all the books uh, they're long since, of course, finished the books. I mean, you know, they, they're just making up stories now, and, and that's fine too. I get that. Uh, <laughs> and, and some James Bonds of that were outstanding, uh, some not so. But right. uh, and I was a huge Sean Connery fan. I always maintained that he was going to be the best James Bond of all time. Nobody could ever match him. Daniel Craig is incredible. He is the best James Bond. You Sorry, know, it's all it's over. I have to agree with you. And you know what? I've got a couple reasons for it. He he plays it very well the way Ian Fleming wrote it to be. Yep. And number one, number two is uh, you know my spark. Amazing resemblance to Daniel Craig. I mean, I do have that James Bond. Oh, yeah, sure. Blue eyes, blonde hair. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, you okay. know what? For the sake of, 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 of discussing uh, who James Bond is, I mean, you know, I have been constantly confused as, do you know who you remind me as? And, and, and you know, Daniel Craig, James Bond tends to come up quite often. So my passion, commitment. You, you could be his stunt double. I could be, yes. And I'm willing to step in, should they ask. I'd be, I'd be happy to take one for the team, Mr. Craig. Anyway, uh, Sam Mendes isn't calling you anytime soon, <laughs> but you. Uh, but it, you may well be on the list. But he's going to—I think he said two more movies, didn't he? Yeah, super excited, super excited. Yeah, yes. uh, and they have no idea when they're going to do them, but he is going to do them again, which is fabulous, and that's that's good news. Uh, speaking of tech stuff, uh, yeah. you, you, I could be Q. I mean, if you. <laughs> I'll make I'll make you cue. I mean, yeah. I'm happy to bring you into the picture here, Bill. You know, I mean, I'm going to need an evil villain. I, I was doing this on social media. And I Actually, I'd, I'd be better as an M, I guess, as a Q. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, you know what? You could be you Q's could, supposed to be a geek. I mean, the guy that plays him now is actually pretty cool. Yeah, he plays the role well. I was going to say you could be that Canadian correspondence from CSIS that we were basically throwing. You know, the uh, the American uh, uh, assistance when you have uh, in this case, I'll, I'll make you my Canadian assistant. So we'll bring you into the picture, Bill. Some way or another, I'll include you. All right. Anyway, we'll try to. To get that going. Actually, you know, in the early movies, in the in the uh, Sean Connery movies, uh, you know, Money Penny was actually a Canadian. Lois uh, Maxwell was the, was the Canadian actress that actually played Money Penny, and, and in a couple of those movies, uh, the CIA guy that was always in those movies, one, there was a couple of Canadian actors actually played him uh, in a couple of Felix Leiter. Felix, uh, yeah, yes. A couple of Can- <laughs> so there was a bit of a Canadian connection back in those days. But we digress. Uh, listen, <laughs> so much to talk about on Tech Talk, so we'll, we'll, we'll set James Bond aside for the time being. Um, I had some problems with my uh, my PC over the week. but it, it just died on me, and it, it, it took a long, long time to get it fixed. Uh, we love the Internet of Things. We love everything about yeah. them. I just not really realize just how much we rely on this until it's taken away from you for a couple of days. You know, we are upgrading our equipment you may not even realize i mean like there's so there's a couple things we'll talk about today in tech talk with with internet of things items but first and foremost light bulbs led light bulbs uh all these items that are are available to us and we see like there's the thermostats your fridge your you know uh, all these appliances 
Keep in mind, I want everyone to be aware of the fact that there is now a situation where they had a lock, okay, a smart lock, where you could control the door on your phone, uh, or the lock on your door at your house, at your office, or otherwise. This app had an update, okay, so the product has not been more than three years, but it was a little older, one of their original products. They had an update for security reasons, and what happened was, when they did the update, it actually disabled older versions of the product. And so, this is going to be a common thing. This is not going to be a new thing in the case of where upgrades to software, even with the Tesla. They can upgrade every Tesla immediately, as long as it's got a network connection to the cloud, they can do an update. In this case, a lock was just recently upgraded. Um, lock State, I'm going to give the name. I don't like to talk bad about technical products, but Lock State, if you can buy a smart lock for your home. Uh, it does come with a key, but the upgrade disabled and they're not going to be able to upgrade or fix it unless you send the lock physically into the office. Now, here's another story about Internet of Things causing interesting... Well, and this is an interesting theme here because you've talked about this in the past because I, I, I think I asked you one of these questions uh, rather naively one time. Yeah. Because uh, you constantly get flashes on the screen, That's update right. available. That's right. And and I, for the longest time, thought I'm not going to bother doing those things. Right. Because I had a guy tell me at one time, he says, don't, sometimes they're bad. Just just because it says an update doesn't mean you should do it, and it can actually hurt the computer. That's right. Well, it could, or again, not just the computer. We're talking about any smart Anything, device. Anything, yeah. Now. Like, we're talking about any smart device, yes. And, you know, it can actually detrimentally damage the product so it is encouraged to upgrade, but it not necessarily a good thing to always do that. And upgrades are not always for security purposes. Upgrades could be more enhancements. They may want to have a freemium, okay, where you download an app or you had a product and it was free, and then when you update it, all of a sudden you see ads involved in your yeah. in your because they now have a monetary capability of of earning an income from it. Well, think about this one as well. There was a company that did garage doors. I'm not going to mention them because uh, uh, there's no. I just don't want to be damaged, but. But a garage door that ran automatically, had an app connected directly to their uh, account. Um, someone went on Google and they wrote a bad review about this garage door company. They weren't happy with it. They thought it did these things and it didn't. Well, you know what they did from the garage car company is they literally disabled their garage door and said, if you don't like it, we're shutting it off. Now, I don't know the legal ramifications of I bought it to do this and you wrote a bad review so I shut off the capability of running and controlling your garage door to use your app, but this could be something in the future, which is if you don't like the way that we sell our products, we're now going to shut you down and we'll have the ability to do so. That's going to be something we're going to need to take a look at in the future when it comes to regulating open speech comments about how you like my products. So yeah, bad reviews on tech products might result in you getting a disabled product at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, bad for public relations, but I guess <laughs> if they got the power, why not, right? Yeah, that will teach you to change your review. All right, listen, we got smart everything these days. we yep. got smart phones, we got smart watches, we got smart vacuum cleaners now. Yeah. Uh, smart barbecues. You know, if anyone bought a barbecue this past year, and I hear them advertising on CHML regularly, you have an option now to get a smart barbecue. So there's, uh, you know, and they're all the major bands, uh, uh, Weber, uh, you've got uh, a few. These smart barbecues actually, they are pretty cool. They connect to your phone. They tell you the temperature. So they'll uh, warn you, bring an alarm of, hey, it's time to cook your steak. Put your steak on, choose your items, and it will tell you temperature of where on the grill it is, number one. Number two, it will tell you how long you will want to cook it for or grill it or otherwise. And it will 
keep that perfect barbecue element, meaning, uh, boy, am I using all the puns for barbecues, but you're keeping <laughs> all your barbecue sensations and cooking to a degree of which you'll be able to manage it more effectively. So yeah, your barbecue, it doesn't have to be connected directly to a house environment. Your barbecue is now smart enough. It will tell you how to cook, how hot it is, uh, and also give you cleaning tips and otherwise. So yeah, your next barbecue next uh, year when you upgrade, now they're not cheap by the way. So when you do this, just by, keep in mind, your barbecue is now smarter than maybe you are when it comes to barbecue. But you know, if you're still, uh, if you're, you're cooking meat, for instance, I mean, yeah. that, that's a big deal. It is. Or chicken, for that matter. you, you got to make sure you, you know, do it okay, correctly. Because yeah. there are certain kinds of meats yep. that need to be cooked in a certain fashion. That's right. Uh, you know, beef is, is a totally different from chicken or from pork and things of this nature, and a lot of people just don't do it very well. <laughs> you know, hey, honey, the steak's done, and you get over yep. there, and oh, now it's not done. Well, you know, and, and I have it's to say. It's done on the outside. Been there. I, I've had it. Uh, Michelle, she's she's cooks everything. I'm, I'm quite busy, but you know what? She does a great job barbecuing, and I'll tell you, phenomenal job on the steak, and we don't have a smart barbecue, but I can tell you that we did have some uh, some chicken that almost tasted like a little bit of granite, but at the end of the day, it was a little tough. You know, she's probably going to curse me, and I'll never get chicken again, but that perfection can now be done with an app. So yes, your barbecue can be a lot smarter, folks. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna get home today, and she's gonna say, "Remember that thing you were saying about <laughs> yeah, if you exactly. don't like your product, Make you your take, own damn do chicken. we just turn? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, that's how it's gonna be for dinner tonight. Yeah, she would never do that. Takeout. <laughs> yeah, pizza, pizza, right around the corner from you. Let's talk microchips. Yes. Well, microchips are changing, and you know what? This is one of those things on Tech Talk that it's like, eh, I don't get it. Well, I reason I want to bring up these points to everyone about microchips are critical. Is there's two microchip makers out there. Uh, you don't even know they're in your products. If you have an iPhone, you're, you've got a Qualcomm. If you got a Samsung, you're probably running a Qualcomm. If you're running an iPhone in some capacity, you might even be running a Samsung microchip. What does it all mean? Well, Intel has a 10 nanometer chip and it's codenamed Ice Lake. What does that mean? That sounds goobly gook and garbage. What, it doesn't mean anything. Well, folks, this is a microchip that is as powerful. And when I say microchip, think about your small baby finger nail, okay? Even, that's probably the size of it, but a 10 nanometer chip will, will give you the power in your smartwatch, or it, it was specifically smartwatches, uh, more power to be almost like a supercomputer. So the power of, of which this is now coming out is now getting smaller and smaller and smaller, they're becoming micro, then we're gonna be able to now utilize this in our smartware. And it and why that's important is, think about your shirt. We talk about how some smart products that are on the market right now, your smart uh, shirt, uh, we had the medical bracelets, mm -hmm. This is going to become a superpower when you're going to be wearing this smartware. So this micro-sized chip is coming out in the next year. Intel has come out with this. I mean, again, I'm trying to laymanize it and bring it down to dummy down version, but this just means that we will be able to have more power in smaller products, doing more things, cameras, uh, processing computers. Imagine Skyping on your smartwatch, or we're talking about you know all these in, uh, implants that we're going to get to in a couple minutes from this from now but this is really big the other thing is qualcomm again in every most apple products especially the ipads and otherwise qualcomm has a new product coming out as well that has 3d contours in an object so i want to try and give everyone this mental vision here of when you're going to have a microchip powerful enough that it will literally be able to scan a room like we are in the broadcast studio at chml you'll be able to get a depth perception in seconds through a camera lens that will be able to know uh size depth uh width 
uh, instantly, within seconds, without even think think of it as like a, a laser beam uh, uh, scanning the room up and down, and within seconds, seconds, in half a second, it will have a full depth perception and graphical understanding of that room. Let's talk a little bit about cameras. I mean, everybody who's got a phone now has a yeah. camera, but uh, you're talking about uh, GoPro's got something right now. This is a, this is a, a necklace camera. Yeah, this is again. I talk about nanotechnology. We've we've seen because you know why there just isn't enough stuff posted on Facebook these <laughs> There's days. Enough stuff on video these days. Yeah. I mean, you know, LinkedIn just announced this week that they're doing video. So I got to get another device here. I got five on the <laughs> scrum on the table here. But now on on the side of that, GoPro has a fashionable wearable necklace you put around your neck, and now you can document your life. I think last week we talked about Tech Talk. There was a, a mobile robot that will follow you around and document your life. Now you can put it around your neck. It's actually quite kind of cool. Looks like a medallion. It's very thin, and it more or less will record your life, post it to Facebook, uh, and I can now wear a medallion, and we could do a live broadcast. So think of it as multiple uh, cameramen hanging around your neck, documenting your life, where you walk, where you go. This is probably the future of how we're going to be documenting and proving we are what we're doing and where we're going all the time. So, yeah, this is uh, coming out. Uh <laughs> When uh, we were reconfiguring my, my, my PC, uh, you, you go, okay, what search engine are you going to use? And the guy was asking me, and he said, you want Bing or Google? I said, who uses, <laughs> who uses Bing? Well, nobody uses Bing, and, and apparently nobody does. Nobody. For four hours, Bing was offline on Monday. Four hours. Think about if Google was offline, like meaning you couldn't search for nothing for four hours. Can you imagine and nobody, the and nobody knew. Nobody knew. <laughs> there wasn't a, a tweet. There was not even a blink. I think everyone went to blink, uh, uh, Bing and typed it in and went, hey, it's not working. Um, all right, go to Google. So four hours. It was offline. I mean, that uh, the reason why that seems like a very big newsworthy item, which nobody, I mean, even CHML didn't even broadcast it. I didn't even hear no. any of the media, and yet they were off for four hours. Well, you only know it's gone if you try to get on it, and well, who, who does? Well, and, and, you know, I have a source that basically tells me, if you believe Yahoo still has a search engine, I know we didn't even, we, <laughs> we don't even bring that up anymore. But anyway, Bing was off for four hours. Yahoo has been off on many times. Not one peep in the media that they were offline. And so that just spells to me or speaks to me the absolute minimum impact that uh, that Bing's having in the marketplace. Uh, you, you always love to give us product information. I love this too. The top three selling smartphone makers. Yeah, you know what? I, I like to tell everybody, you know, we all like to reminisce about how fast technology changes all the time. So I put together, there was actually 20, but I thought the top three were always the most important because some people take for a guess, especially this is worldwide, by the way. So worldwide, the top selling smartphones and how many they actually sold. Number three, I'll put this as uh, three up. Number three is the Samsung E111. Uh, this was basically a, a flip phone, very minimal smartphone capabilities. Uh, it had a 13-day standby, and they sold 150 million. Number two, okay, is more recent, the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, uh, 220 million worldwide. And number one is the Nokia 1100, and, and this is, uh, to describe it, if you may not remember, that little tiny phone that you might be, had that little uh, graphic, they tried to revive it with the Nokia 3300 that just came out recently. Well, the Nokia 1100 total was one billion. One billion Nokia smartphones have been sold. And uh, 
curious about BlackBerry, not even on the list. Didn't make it. I don't just mean the top three. I mean, it didn't make the list, period. Now, again, this is of all time. I mean, smartphones have sold a lot more in the last five years. Yeah. I think if we had to do smartphones from four years ago, BlackBerry would have made or it. Or ten but, years ago, specifically. Or ten, oh, ten years ago, it would have made it. But yeah, no, as, as far as in the all time as of today, but the fact that iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, 220 million phones, Bill. Do you know what an iPhone is? Oh, that's right. You own one. Yeah. So, you know what? Just think of the cost. I mean, if you just calculated that in your head, holy jumping, dying bullheaded little green hornets. That's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, I got time for probably another one or two here. I want to talk about the uh, Android Oreo. That's uh, the Android with the creamy center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, uh, Android comes out with a new operating system. And, and again, it's going to be only updated on the Pixel LG HTC. Uh, but I thought I would highlight the fact that this new Android operating system coming out in codename Oreo is going to be now faster operating, longer battery life. And this is a cool thing. It's got a PIP, uh, which is picture in picture. You know, the TVs used to have that yeah. where you could, well, they still do, where you can watch two channels or three channels at the same time. This will allow you to do the same thing. So now, if you want to watch Vimeo or you want to listen to CHML on Facebook or you want to listen to it live through the app and you want to watch YouTube, you can now do this with the new Android operating system. I think the key feature that's going to be very uh, advantageous is the fact it's got much higher security features. We're going to hear about that much more in Tech Talk with Apple right now they've got a decrypting they were known as the best and most secure android is i believe going to be in much a battle position with the new operating system when it comes to security uh lots more of course when we uh, reassemble here again next week for another edition of tech talk brought to you by our good friends at hamilton limousine have a great weekend and yeah, uh, thanks too. by the Thank way you. for watching us on facebook and listening to us here on 900 chml the bill kelly show weekdays from nine to noon on am 900 chml